We are in Sefer Malachim Beis, Peret Yud Gimel, Pasuk Yud Dalit Ve'elisha Chala Eschalav Acher Yom Musbah. Um, just would like to dedicate this year today for a complete refuah shlema for the Rav Raphael Yosef Ben Rachel. So we have seen that now we're into the third leg of the four generations promise of Yehu. You will remember that Yehu was the king of Israel, got off to a tremendous start. Very promising. As instructed, he killed off the entire family of Achav and Izebel. Then he removed the terrible influences of the Baal uh, so that they never appeared again. He stumbled, admittedly, on leaving those two Egil Hazavs that Yeruvim ben Nevat had installed in both Beitel and Dun. Some say it led to a resurgence, but he has had and will have four or three progeny making for a four-king dynasty. However, up to now, to say it was a disaster would be an understatement. They have been terrible. The nation is sliding irrevocably back into an era of Avodazara. But worse, and this is something that doesn't exist in the Yehuda area where there are the, only the two tribes, Yehuda and Binyamin, but B'nai Israel are faced with a very existential threat, and that is the nation of Aram that Aram is a perennial, implacable enemy that has been fighting them consistently for years and having a tremendous effect, so effective that Israel, those 10 tribes, are in real danger of annihilation if there isn't divine intervention. And as you've seen, the Kaddish Baruch who is deeply concerned and what is going to have to be done if they are to be saved, it's not going to be on their merits, their tzidkus, their degree of tshuva. Kaddish Baruch Hu feels that there has to be a responsibility, uh, on the Kaddish Baruch Hu's part, that he promised Abraham, Yitzhak, Yaakov, that they would not fade <coughs> in, from existence. So now we pick that up, Pasuk Yudalit, Elisha, we haven't seen him in a long time, and now he is on his deathbed. So Elisha Chola is Cholov Asher He is sick, and he is experiencing the sickness from which he will die from. The inference, and the Mephoshim are quick to pick it up, is that has he had other sicknesses that he didn't die from and it was supposed to? And the answer is a resounding yes. And for that, very interestingly, we should go to Baba Metziah, <coughs> excuse me, Peir um, Shvi, but Daf Pei Zion Amud Aleph, let me read it to you. Ad da'asa Elisha lo have de'cholish ve'etpach. Until Elisha, there was no such thing as a person becoming ill and recovering. You became ill, you died. That was it. 
Asa Elisha Boy Rahme, when Elisha came and prayed to the Kaddish Baruch Hu for mercy in those illnesses, he recovered, as it says, Elisha Cholas Cholav Asher This one he will die, the implication being he had previously had other illnesses from which he did not die. And the Gemara tells us, Elisha took ill with three different illnesses at different points in his life. One you will recall, Gechazi, his evil servant. Um, Naman, the, the general of Aram, had come to Elisha for a cure. For his leprosy, Elisha did cure it by telling him to bathe in the Jordan. A grateful Naaman is cured and wants to bestow every kind of gift and lavish present on Elisha. Elisha refuses, and Naaman goes back to Aram. But Gehazi, his servant, thinking how foolish his master was in declining any gift, runs after Naaman and says, my master changes his mind, he needs thus and so, and so much and so much. And Gehazi gets it. Naaman is more than happy to give it to him. But then Elisha knows what Gehazi did, he curses him with leprosy. The Mephoshim feel that he was excessive in his anger here, Elisha. He should have given him the opportunity for tshuva, for harata, for repentance, and he didn't. And so he gets sick and then he prays for recovery. The second time is that very strange incident. You remember when he's leaving Yericho and these young kids, they call them narim, sometimes even tinokos, you know, young, young children taunt him on his boldness, saying, I'll get out of here, bold one. And he summons 42 bears from a forest nearby that devour these boys. Again, Mara thinks it's a little bit excessive. His anger is far too excessive, and he's going to be punished for it. Now he recovers then, but now he is faced with that third illness. So, now by Yerid, they love Yoash, Melech Yisrael. Yoash comes. He is the third in that group, Yehu, Yoyachaz, Yoash. Not to be confused again with the Yoash that's ruling in uh, Judea. By Yefgalponov, he cries to Elisha, by Yomer, Avi, Avi, Rechef, Yisrael, and Parashah. This is the same phrase Elisha uses when he departs company with his mentor, Eliyahu. He invokes it. And Elisha is very moved by this, apparently. The Mephoshim take a less excited view about it because he's, Yoash has not been a great king, has not been a master of you know, religious worship or purity, and yet now he's coming. It's sort of given as an example of that cliche, there are no atheists in foxholes, that now he's desperate. His nation is about to be wiped off the face of the earth, and he's coming to Elisha and begging him to intervene, and Elisha will respond. Get bows and arrows. He gets a bow, 
gets arrows. By Yomer Lamelech Yisrael, and he instructs Yoash, Harkev Yodecha, draw the bow, Al Hakeshes, by Yarkev Yodo, and he does. By Yosem Elisha Yodo, Ayidei Hamelech. And Elisha puts his hands on top of the king's hands. Borshim say it's either to steady him or to accentuate Elisha's role in about what's about to happen, that he has taken an active uh, participation in this miracle that's about to happen. Vayomer, uh, and he says to him, open the window facing east. Vayivtok, he opens it. Vayomer, Elisha, Yirei, Vayor, fire an arrow, and he does. Vayomer, hates to Shua Lashem, Vechets to Shua Ba'aram, Vihikesha Esaram, the Apek Ad Kale. He says, Now this shall be a salvation from the Kaddish Baruch, it will be a salvation in your battle with Aram, and you will defeat Aram, the Apek. Apek is the name of a city. Um, not coincidentally, it's the city where Achav had scored a tremendous victory over um, Aaron, a miraculously tremendous victory, killing over 100,000 men. Atale, until you have destroyed them. Bayomer, now follow-up instruction. Kachachitzim, take more arrows. Vayikach Bayomer Lamelech Yisrael, and he tells Yehoash, Hach Arza, shoot them into the ground by Yach Sholos Pamim Vayamo. And he shoots three arrows and stops Yehoash. Vayitzop Olavishalakim. Elisha grows terribly angry at him. And he says, Vayomer Lahakos Chamesh. I would have told you at least shoot five arrows, or chase from him, or six times, as he kisa as Aram Adkaleh, and that you would have destroyed Aram forever. They would have never been a threat again. It would have been a total destruction and defeat of Aram. But now, Va'ata, Sholos Promim Take as Aram. You will only destroy Aram three times. Well, this seems very arbitrary. How would he know? Exactly. There's a tremendous miscommunication here. Tremendous. In other words, he was to proceed shooting arrows, supposedly till Elisha tells him to stop. He doesn't understand that. He shoots three. The miracle will stop. So you might ask, can't we reset and say shoot another three? No. The truth is we have learned this before that in the miracle with the Isha Tashinamis, that or actually the woman who um, has no food and oil, they bring in all these kalim, and from this little pach of shemen, the oil keeps going until he says, are there no more utensils? No, they're not. That's when the miracle stops. In other words, the process stops, which that which triggers it stops. So here, he stopped shooting the arrows. The miracle cannot be reset. And so he's going to be limited, as we see, to three victories over Aram instead of five, six unlimited. And it's so interesting. There's a, a parish that says, from this we get the minhog that on Hoshana Rabbah, when we beat those Arabos, 
you've got to do at least five times. Uh, it, it, it comes from this and it's fascinating. And as you asked, should you, should you have told him five or six, or should it have been wait until I tell you to stop? In any case, he is going to be limited. So now, by Yomos Elisha of Ayikbaru, Elisha dies. Interestingly enough, we will recall when Elio takes his leave of Elisha, he says, Tell me, ask me what you want of me to give you. And he says, I want Pishnayim of Ruchacha. I want your Ruchacha Kodesh twice as much. And we interpret it, he wants to do as, twice as many miracles as Elio did. And the Barbanel has an exhaustive list of Elisha's uh, miracles. It was 16, and as you would expect, Elio had eight. In addition, Elio had one episode of Trias Hamesim. We're going to see Elisha has a second one, which fulfills his request. So now, they're burying him. There's a legion. This is later on after they bury him in a catacomb. It could do a legion of Moab. It's Aram as well. is rampaging at the beginning of the year, the beginning of the year, because that's where the crops are most fruitful. They are just continuing their rampage. And they're burying some man, some unidentified man at this moment, in the proximity of Elisha. They see this legion marauding through the fields, and they panic the burial group. And they throw the, the into the catacomb. They may roll the stone back. And they throw it in to where Elisha is. The man rolls over and touches the bones of Elisha, the body. And he gets up on his feet. So what happens here? First of all, let's question who is the man? So there goes from the whole spectrum. One says... It was a Nobi Sheker, that Nobi Sheker that tricks Edo, if you will remember. He has him come to his house saying that, yes, that was his instructions, bring him back to the house. Then he dies a terrible death consumed by, by lions. Um, and so he's a Russia, he's a fake prophet. This could have been that fake prophet. Or on the other hand, the other end of the spectrum, some say it is a man known as Shalom ben Tikva, a great tzaddik, who we will see later, who is the husband of Cholda, one of the seven Nevi'ah recognized by the Gemara. So that it was here, he was a great tzaddik. In his case, he gets up a legitimate trias hamesim. In the other case, he just gets up and walks out and dies later by Yochum al-Raglo. The Chazayel Melech Aram Lachatzis Yisrael, he continues to oppress Kalyimei Yehoyachos. All Yehoyachos' days, that was the predecessor to Yehoash. By Yochan Hashem Osam, by Yerachne, he takes pity on B'nai Israel, even Eileim, Laman, Briso, as Avraham Yitzhak Yachos, we said, he's doing this as a pure chesed, 
but to honor his covenant, nothing to do with their merits. And finally, now they rid themselves of the Aramites for now. By Yomos Chazal Melech Aram. Now Chazal Aram dies, his son Hadad rules in his place. By Yoshev Yehoash Ben Yoachos, by Yikachas Aorim, he recaptures those cities that have been systematically captured and looted by Aram. From by Hadad, from Chazael, Asherakach Miyad Yoachosodiv. Yoash defeats him in three separate battles, as prophesied by Elisha, by Yoshev as already Israel, the cities return to Israel. We have a momentary lapse in peace and era of tranquility, and so you think the horizons are bright, the future is unlimited, you would be wrong. We are going to see that now they are going to get into a civil war with Yehuda. 8.45 a.m. tomorrow at